0: It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. It's working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
1: Very sexy robot.
0: Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga.
1: My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts.
0: Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast.
1: Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco, who hosted this morning with Gio, he split town early. So, uh, Eddie schizzeri joins me on the podcast. Eddie? Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. Eddie, I've been wearing uh, reading glasses uh, for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. But now, I feel like, like I get a headache almost every day now. Mm-hmm. How does one know when it's time to go from reading glasses to glasses glasses? Because right now, I have no glasses on, and I can see, I can read what's behind you. But... When I wear my reading glasses for a long period, then I get a headache when I take them off. What's the solution? You're an eye doctor.
2: Yes. Well, that would be my advice to go to at least an optometrist and probably better an ophthalmologist.
1: Ophthalmologist is the doctor? Yes. Optometrist is the guy who makes the glasses.
2: Correct. And can also do vision checks and that sort of thing. Is that right? But can't really check for any... Potential problems, right? Like uh, macular degeneration, or well, clog- I had
1: an eye test in like January third or whatever it was either right of this be- year, yeah, either right before or right after, and they gave me an increase for my uh, for my reading glasses, which I don't think I need because I can read fine with my reading glasses. But once I take them off, I get a, uh, an eye headache.
2: Hmm. Now, but when you say you can see distance fine, is yeah. it slightly blurry?
1: Only when I immediately take off the glasses. Mm-hmm. I see. But then, it was, as my eyes adjust, it's okay.
2: Well, perhaps you know uh, you are maybe just wearing your reading glasses too much, right? For your eyes, I I, I don't really have an answer. It's probably not a tumor in your brain. Probably tumor. not.
1: Yeah. My hope is not so a tumor. So uh, don't
2: have anxiety about that. I don't
1: I actually don't have anxiety about that because okay. I did get my eyes and everything checked, uh, and they checked for that, all that stuff you just mentioned, monocular, mm-hmm. that whole thing, right? Glaucoma. Yeah, checked all that stuff. Cataracts. Cataracts. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm good, Eddie. Now you're going on a vac. Oh, this is like for you. You're doing this podcast. Then you're splitting. Then you're splitting. You're out tomorrow, which is Friday, the entire following week. Correct. Now, next week, Gio is out the entire week.
2: Also correct.
1: So it will be uh, Boomer and Jerry. So Jerry hosting two straight weeks. Yes, he is. With CeeLo updating two straight weeks. Cash. Cash, cash. So uh are you going away anywhere this, what are we doing
2: This is I'm going down to my in-laws in-laws house yeah, sister-in-law in Maryland
1: And what do you do there when you go there uh,
2: you know just uh you know try to kill time Do they until they have I can a, come home
1: They live in the suburbs
2: uh, and uh, she lives in Olney, Maryland.
1: Only Maryland,
2: Olney, O L N E
1: Y, only sort of
2: a, in between Baltimore and Washington. All right,
1: but suburban area type suburban place, for sure. Yeah, so you go there just to hang out and spend time with the family, e, the in-laws. yeah,
2: right. You know, All bring right. our dog. She has a dog, she has a small child, and uh, yeah, it's and chaos, then, I imagine. And then her, uh, my other sister in law and her, uh, husband and and two children they live in Springfield Virginia so I'm sure they'll come up it'll be a whole thing
1: and you do this every
2: year well you go
1: for a visit to Maryland oh
2: we go multiple times a year um it just so happens that this is coinciding with my week off so you know we'll do that for a few days a little longer than usual but uh, the rest of it will be what they call a staycation?
1: Could you, uh, could I trouble you for a postcard? Uh, Jerry and I uh, request postcards from the listeners. Then we read them here on the podcast. If you could send a postcard from from Maryland, that would be awesome.
2: From only Maryland? Yeah,
1: or wherever. Like if you go into um, Baltimore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Baltimore here is trouble. Like I... uh, bad crime in Baltimore.
2: Well, I, I. I don't know that for a fact. I don't hang out in Baltimore. I know the Inner Harbor region, yeah, has sort of been um, gentrified. If yeah, that's you will, nicer, right? Many years ago, uh, so that's nice. They have an aquarium there and shops and eateries and all that sort of. There was a time stuff. not
1: long ago where Baltimore, the city, led the nation in syphilis. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So be careful. Don't okay. sit down on the toilets all out there. Right. Let me read you a couple postcards I've received. Okay. Uh, this is a part of the postcard segment. Uh, some people love the postcard segment. Some people really hate the postcard segment.
2: Okay. Well, let's. I wonder what they hate about it.
1: They just think it's boring. They don't care where the listeners are.
2: Those are the people who have not sent the
1: postcard. Right. If you send a postcard and you would send it to Alan Jerry Podcast, 345 Hudson Street, mm-hmm. 10th floor, New York, New York, 10014. This comes to us from Colorado. Okay. Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak, Colorado. Greetings from Colorado. Thank you for making this Giants fan feel at home despite being halfway across the U.S. From Andrew M. P.S. Hi, Dad. So he's got a...
2: There you go. And Pikes guess, Peak, the uh, the place uh, uh, in Close Encounters where... Is that right? They went, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was in Colorado? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I'm
2: pretty sure it was Pike's Peak. All I right, could be wrong, but I think it I'm says the right.
1: elevation of fourteen thousand one hundred fifteen feet. And
2: do they have a picture of it? They do. And is it kind of flat on the top?
1: Uh, can't
2: really see from
1: here. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it does look kind of flat on the top.
2: So, what percentage, or how many different people have you gotten postcards? Oh a man, a hun- hundred? yet? at least
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have at least a hundred. Okay, here's one from Jacksonville Beach. The problem with these postcards, though, are people do uh, handwriting, and yes. it's so hard.
2: And it's hard to read, yeah. Uh,
1: this guy wrote a postcard. Uh, Brad from Brooklyn sent a postcard to Bobby D., Bob Dwyer. Oh. I was in Jacksonville for a wedding, uh, and I uh, heard Bobby talk about a wedding in Georgia. It was very similar to this one. Thanks for filling in for Al this week. Uh uh, Dear Alan Jerry, this one's for Bob since no one sends him postcards. So maybe you'll get a postcard now that you've done this segment. Uh, perhaps, yes. Jacksonville, here's one from Bermuda. This is from uh, Good Morning Campers. Chris Nessie purchased this in Bermuda but mailed it from Neptune, New Jersey.
2: Uh, that's a little fugaz, no?
1: <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the WFAN baseball cards that I made. He He made them on Twitter. Oh, okay and then uh, finally Connie who has sent me legitimately 10 postcards. She's uh, in Cleveland. She's been volunteering at the Baseball Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hi there. I'm here to volunteer to see Mo and Musina get inducted. It's going to been a great baseball summer, Connie. And she's hit me up with a, a postcard from every place she's stopped at. But she's local? F- I guess she's local unless she lives maybe she might live in Cleveland. Who knows? Let me know on the next postcard you send in. Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you a story here, Eddie. Let's see your thoughts on it. I have two uh, good stories for you. One, a new study says that if you're not eating the entire apple, including the core and the pits, then you're not getting the full benefits of the apple. Are you eating cores and apples
2: yeah this is one of the weird things about me um on a list of probably maybe a hundred weird things yeah when i eat an apple i eat the whole apple for real for real 100 percent. i eat the whole thing and in addition sometimes although not all the time but sometimes if it's there yeah i will eat the stem also
1: this this may be the biggest thing you've ever revealed possibly on yes. the podcast. Mm-hmm. When did you begin eating entire apples? I
2: think I must have been...
1: And what a, a chance is I pulled this story today. It's
2: very bizarre. And the fact that I am one of those You're one of the people. ...who do eat the entire apple. So when you were a kid, you did this? No, because I think, obviously, when I first had apples, it was like my mom would slice it. Yeah, slice And, it. of course, she wasn't a weirdo, so she did not uh, provide the core for me to eat. Right. But I guess it was just maybe in... You know, when I became uh, a, an adult or a pseudo-adult, yeah. maybe at 19, 20 years old, I've just I've done it for
1: years. But there had to be the first time when you said, yes. you know what, I'm going to eat the core, right. the pits.
2: And to be honest, I don't remember why I started doing that <laughs> or my mindset. It obviously wasn't for health benefits. I had no idea about it. I, I don't know why, but I am one of those weirdos. Wow. And I've also heard this, I don't know if this is just in, you know, one of those sort of urban myths, that uh, the apple seeds uh, contain a, like, trace's amount uh, of cyanide. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's true.
1: Where if you ate enough of them, you could kill yourself? I I
2: suppose, I guess. But that, I don't know if that's urban urban myth or not. But I have heard that.
1: Will you still eat the apple the traditional way, where you eat around the, the apple and then you eat the core? No, I last? just usually
2: plow through the whole thing as if I am a horse <laughs> <laughs> being handed an apple. <laughs> yeah.
1: And are the pits chewable? Uh sure. Or are they hard sure. like a regular? No, no, they're, no, no. Pit? they're not
2: like a uh... like a
1: watermelon pit.
2: Uh, yeah, that consistency. But may... the, uh,
1: the black watermelon pit, or the 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 thinner watermelon the, the pit the black, that people like eat. the black. I really? would say. Okay.
2: Um, or like a pumpkin seed. Yeah. Not not as hard, obviously, as like a, a peach pit or something, which you you know you can't eat. Um, but uh, a little maybe softer than like um, like an, sometimes you get seeds in the oranges if they're not yes. the seedless varieties. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little softer than that, you know. So. And then there's all the stuff that's around it, which is kind of like more fibrous than yes. the, the fruit, the traditional fruit fruit part of the apple.
1: I remember when I, even still to this day, when I eat an apple, if I bite too far into mm-hmm. the core, like, and I hit the core and I see a pit, it, it gives me the chills. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like I've gone too far.
2: Yes. But In, obviously it's not only edible, but good for you. Yeah,
1: but it says because you're exposing your body to bacteria that helps to fight off other bacteria the apple core
2: the apple core has bacteria yeah
1: and the pits have different bacteria that when your body starts ingesting it yes you form antibodies exactly right do you do any other odd fruit things do you eat the banana peel
2: (laughs) no i do not (laughs) uh because like the apple core it's just it sort of tastes like the apple it's just like a little again more fibrous and the the uh the Pits sometimes can be the seeds can have like a little bitter tang to them, right? So, but no, I do not do not eat. Uh, I don't eat orange uh, rinds, orange or, rinds, right? Or uh, an uh, apple uh, peel.
1: I mean, uh, banana or, peel. or banana peel. No, and you're not eating pineapples like an apple uh, where you're no. biting into that yeah, prickly no. prickly no. Uh, skin, nor
2: coconuts or anything. None like of that. that. It's so it's just, just the, the apple. It's and, and Meyer lemons. I don't know if you know what a Meyer no. lemon is. It's sort of a milder lemon and you cook with them and they have a thinner skin. So those I will, you know, you can eat the whole thing, especially when it's cooked.
1: Now, a lot of people listen to this podcast that work while they're having lunch. If you're having an apple today, mm-hmm. could you send me a, f- a photo on Twitter of the of the, how you would normally consume the apple and mm-hmm. then Try to then eat the core like Eddie. Okay. That I would like. I wish you were working tomorrow. I'd love Gio and... and uh, and uh, I can eat an apple live on the air <laughs> and eat the whole thing. I'd love to see... Yeah, I would love to just... The Gio and Joe Beningo who are hosting tomorrow. Yeah, For them to explore this.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, and another weird thing I do, you know... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it Just while we're on the subject... Sure, this was, we are. Uh, whenever you're presented anything in a restaurant on a plate... hmm Everything on that plate, obvi- not a toothpick, right. obviously, but everything has to be edible, like the kale that's a garnish or the little pieces of fruit sometimes that's a garnish. Or they'll just throw
1: a thing of lettuce or, on Or
2: Right, or flowers. Yeah. I eat that stuff. You Especially do. Especially the flowers, the edible flowers. I love them. You will eat them.
1: Yes. And you're assuming that if they've left a flower on the plate, that is edible. Because if they're yeah. serving you something in a restaurant that's poison,
2: they that they'd is be liable. That's, right? No, they wouldn't do that. Okay. So yeah, anything on your plate is edible. Now, now kale, it would depend on on how like rough it looked. Yeah, because that really is just a garnish. Kale, like there, there is edible kale, right. but there's also ornamental, what they call ornamental kale, which you'll see in like you know flower beds and stuff like that, and it's purple. And it kind of looks like a really pretty head of lettuce. Right. So sometimes I'll put an ornamental kale on the plate, which is technically edible.
1: But not tasty. No. Have you, you know, you, you have had dogs your whole life. You have multiple dogs. Have you ever eaten a milk bone?
2: Uh, I, I, I believe I have as a kid though. Yes. Yeah. It's been, not as a, an adult, but I tried I'm it sure again. I have.
1: I tried it again as an adult because it looks delicious. It looks like a cookie. It does. And the dogs love it. Yes. So if they love it. And if you go
2: to the, but a milk bone, I don't think it really has that much taste. Yeah. But, uh, some of these like gourmet dog cookie things, yeah. you know, and they have like, you know, peanut butter and pumpkin and yeah. all this stuff. You're eating that. Right. You would try could it. Totally try that. But the, the I guess the standards of cleanliness when you're preparing food for an animal is nowhere near that what for humans. So, I feel
1: like the I feel like the Milk Bone brand milkbone. Yes, they you know what they're they're yeah, they've, they've been around for a hundred years. Yeah, they they've got a safe right. factory, and it's
2: almost they Milk Bone has almost become like the generic uh, right. Xerox Kleenex exactly
1: yeah. Uh, and then, like, m- when my sister was very young, m- we used to give my dog Gainsburgers, they were called. I remember those. They were dog food, but they were in a patty form. Right. Like and a it hamburger. like chopped meat. It looked like chopped meat. She would sit there and uh, eat it off the floor.
2: Okay. Well, no, see, <laughs> that's something I uh, did not do, nor wet dog food. Oh, never, no, wet dog food. I've never no been interested. tempted because it really smells
1: nasty. I wouldn't even give my dog wet dog food. Yeah. Because it's...
2: Yeah, I, I think you're only... I think the kibble is fine yeah. but maybe some certain breeds maybe like the wet food or I know
1: so dogs love a wet food but oh, Of course. But well,
2: I... Dogs also eat poop so they Fair. they you know they enjoy almost anything.
1: They are not picky
2: eaters. And uh, no.
1: And it is funny then when your dog won't eat something.
2: Yes. Right? Yes, very bizarre like they spit it out. Yeah, you like yeah. you don't want an M&M? <laughs> right. Delicious. Well, no, oh, no, chocolate, no, no chocolate, chocolate. for dogs. No grapes, no chocolate, right.
1: no uh onions. 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 I'm trying to think if we knew that about dogs when we were younger about For, the absolutely not no the no was not a thing. We used to get I would give my dog an M M&M, M, but he wouldn't eat it. What he would do is he would uh, he would take it, put it on the floor, and roll on it. Oh, I don't okay. know why.
2: Interesting little fetish.
1: <laughs> he had an M M&M M fetish. Yeah. Let me close out that the podcast with a Tampa Florida story. Okay, a Florida woman, 44 years old, she was arrested. For grabbing her husband's genitals with, quote, such force that the victim crumpled over and had trouble walking. She told the cops she was trying to arouse him in an effort to have sexual intercourse. She approached her husband, just according to the police, uh, while he was sleeping around 5.30 a.m. He was on the living room couch in their Tampa area home. Mm-hmm. They share with two children. Uh, She walked over to the victim and, without provocation or permission, grabbed his genitals. She acknowledged that she clamped down on his genitals without consent, and he called 911 after his genitals were crushed.
2: Hmm. So perhaps they they have some
1: underlying (laughs) marital uh, issues. issues? Yeah. Yeah. 911, what is your emergency? My genitals have been crushed. And my
2: wife grabbed my crotch
1: and crushed my genitals. Yeah,
2: that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that's an unfortunate story
2: because it sounds like maybe he was going to get some that right. morning.
1: Although, if you crush a man's genitals, it's,
2: it's going to be hard to to uh, perform. Exactly, for sure. Yes, unless you're into that, right? Which I think, if you believe the internet, that that, that some people are.
1: People are into that.
2: Yes, I, I cannot even fathom how yeah,
1: that a, a, is a thing. There's things on the internet where guys like to get kicked in the balls yep, yep. by women. Yes. And, yes. like, hard.
2: E- yes, and, and um, are excited by that. Yeah. Not, Not me. A, no,
1: No. I'm out. I'm out for that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to be tapped on the genitals because no. that sometimes hurts. Yeah, absolutely. If it catches you at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. playing wiffle ball as a kid, and it was like the, I was catching... And this kid threw a slow a slow curve ball that I assumed the batter was gonna hit and he didn't, and the ball hit me in a wiffle ball slow curve hit me in the balls. It yeah. was painful. Sure
2: it is. And and some hilarious folks like Boomer and Lockhams yeah. like to come up oh, yeah. and just give you the little the yeah. slight
1: or the walk by, yeah, yeah, generally
2: not hard, but just ta- and you know, just yeah, very right. painful.
1: Your your body is not meant for that.
2: But you know, it's either that or they'll shove you in the locker, or right? Put your head in the toilet. So one of those things.
1: Now the good news is today, Izzo, our digital uh, social media fella, mm-hmm. he's rolling tape on this. And when he said, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll tape on the podcast," I said, ah, "I was looking at my topics. I said, oh, 'I wasn't nothing great.' I can't wait to see a video later of, about you eating." The full apple, now is core he po- and all.
2: Is he posting this whole? Thing? No, no.
1: What he he'll do is he'll film this. Okay. Hope that there's thirty seconds of something interesting, and he'll post that. I see. I think we're gonna got a winner with the um, you eating entire an entire apple.
2: Right. And though for for on the air purposes, if we were ever gonna do this on yeah. the air, what we would probably want to do because it would take too long to eat a whole yeah. We would need to apple. video you. We, we would just we could also just give oh, me see. just the core. Right. I, what am I proving eating the regular part of the app? Who cares? Right. So I, you would just get the, you know, those things that you can make the, yes. push that, get one of those. Okay. And I'll just eat the core. Right. And that people, must be
1: great. Like if you and your wife only have one apple left and you're both hungry, you go yeah. split it. I'll eat the core. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like you can have more of the, the real the, apple, the normal part of the app. Yeah. All right. The warm up program is next. Now, Jerry bailed on this. Was he here for the warm up? Uh, he was. He was but here then for the warm up. Suddenly,
2: warm-up. Uh, he got lazy.
1: Mm. He's lazy. He's lazy. Lazy. Oh, you're here so you he could do see us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, the warm up program is next. See you all. See, you all. see, you all. see you all.
0: It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. It's Thursday morning, rolling right along in honor of Mr. Al Dukes. You can't see it on the radio, but I'm wearing a shirt that he bought me in Seattle, Alaska. Somewhere. I bought you that in Alaska, Jerry. My uh, sockeye cycling.
1: Sockeye sockling. It was a bike What's shop. That? What was it called? Sockeye Cycle Company.
0: That's not what he just said, is it, Eddie? No, he mangled it. Oh, I okay. said sockeye cycling. Well, we'll find out in a second. That's right. Thank
1: you for the shirt. Oh, you're welcome. How are you? I'm doing very well, Jerry. I was watching this uh, Yankees game yesterday. I think you mangled it pretty good because Eddie can't. Oh, he's laughing in there. Oh, go ahead and laugh (laughs) at my mistakes. You apologize. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to see what I said first on tape. I will make no apologies. I'm pretty sure I said sockeye cycling. what, What would you like to put on
0: that? No, no money. No money, exactly.
1: Because you guys are very confident. Yes,
0: we are. Well, because my eyes perked up as soon as I heard you. I don't know what you were saying.
1: Psych guy sockling. It was a bite shot. (laughs)
0: Psych guy sockling. Wow. I was gonna say, did I read the shirt wrong? All right, good. I I couldn't even repeat that now. You didn't flinch either. Like you just kept going. Psych guy sockling. Psycheye sockling, <laughs> Sockeye cycling company. Yes, <laughs> <Wow>. psychi sockling.
1: <laughs>
0: Two words you've never said before in your life. Sockling. <laughs> I don't even know what
1: that is. I never heard that. I'm having an out of body experience right now.
0: Psycheye sockling. Psycheye
1: sockling.
0: That's awesome. Hmm. Anyway, so you watch the? Yankee oh, I was game watching this night. Yankee well, game this yesterday. This morning, you mean?
1: Uh, first of all. I enjoyed the Edwin Encarnacion. First of all, him fouling up ball off his, his foot. foot. Yeah. And then he made like Kirk Gibson <laughs> and home hit murder. the home run. And instead of, you know, when Kirk Gibson was running around doing like the, yes, yes. yes. Sure. Edwin had to put his arm out for his parrot. Walk, Walk. the parrot, Edwin. <laughs> so he was limping and he had his parrot arm.
0: <laughs> had his parrot arm was out it there. wasn't a bad look. Like he looked like a man that just yes. accomplished something. Yes, it was all right. I just fouled this ball off
1: my leg. Now I've homered. I'm gonna limp around, Kirk Gibson style, till I get to home plate. Yep. And then the Yankees gifted him a
0: stuffed <laughs> I parrot. Think this is awesome. I mean, it was, they're really going all in with this parrot thing.
1: It was his. Uh, Hi, Johnny. Eighth <laughs> straight year, I think, with uh, 30 home runs or more. Yeah, he's pretty good. So on his 30th home run. They had uh, purchased on Amazon a a stuffed animal parrot and gifted him with it when he got back to the dugout.
0: Will that be in the locker room like Joe Boo was in Major
1: League? Uh, I don't think so. My guess is everyone gets Edwin stuffed
0: parrots. I guess, but this came from the Yankees. It did come from the Yankees. How about the fact, how many years is it, you said? Eight straight years. So if he played here, he'd be a god. Yeah. It's really interesting, right, when you're somewhere else? Well, I looked at the list of
1: other people. This is a very specific baseball list, Jerry. It was people over the age of 30 who had had eight straight years of 30 or more home runs. Okay. So it was Barry Bonds steroids. It was... uh, Cecil Fielder. Rafael Palmeiro steroids. Yeah. Babe Ruth I think was on the list. And he had, Mike uh, Schmidt the
0: testicle goat, the goat testicles, right, for steroids? Yeah. Grinding up goat testicles. That was it.
1: Mike Schmidt. No no steroids. And Edwin Encarnacion. That's not, it, huh? Not Henry yeah. Aaron? Wow.
0: No. How about that? Uh, how about that? <laughs> I, I
2: been I would have been sure yes. Henry Aaron.
0: was. I was very yeah, impressed but, by this. We say that but at the same time when we grew up 30 home runs, like you were a home run hitter. Yes. Now 30 home runs is hit by the pitcher. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a different time.
1: Also, keep in mind, Eddie, this is me giving you the information. There is a chance I misread that. psych guy sockling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, when I first read the story about uh, the, when you read this, I saw Edwin with the parrot. So I knew right? it was a fake stuffed animal parrot. But when you read the headlines of the articles... And the Yankees give him a parrot? It made it sound like they may have given him a stuffed parrot, like taxidermy.
0: Oh, I got it. Maybe that's what you should get. Taxidermy? Well, because you want the African gray parrot. Yeah. The, but it will live for up to 100 years, right. which means you would have to will it to somebody. Yeah. And that's a problem in and of itself. Yeah, no one wants my Why parrot. Why don't you get a stuffed African gray, and right. you can take it with you if I'm when gonna you guess,
1: go? If I'm going to get a s- stuffed actual animal, I'll Raccoon. get a, a bear. A bear? There's a taxidermy place in Belmar, New Jersey, down the shore. The down the shore.
0: Two miles from where you live. There yeah.
1: is? Yes. This guy, by the way, is always closed in Belmar. So It's I don't... a weird
0: business, right?
1: Yes, because when you walk in there, there's bobcats yeah. stuffed.
0: That's a t- How do you choose that career path, you think? I don't know. People get their dogs stuffed, they fish do? stuffed. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. They're... I'm sorry. Did you just say they get their fish Stuff well, like if you
1: catch, if you go out trout fishing and you catch a big prized trout, you can get that mounted.
0: (laughs) Mount your trout. (laughs) I'm starting, I'm thinking of starting a business, trout mounting. How does that conversation go with your spouse? I want to open up a business. What do you want to do this time? I want to stuff animals. We're going to stuff that. Here's the business
1: (laughs) people are going to bring in dead animals, (laughs) I'm going to take their innards out. And put stuffing in its place.
0: Oh, gross, dude! <laughs> Are they like yeah. failed doctors?
1: I don't know, but that was like a very big thing uh, at some point. I think point. it still is. Yeah, They're, I don't know. If I it's didn't know that about big. stuffed
0: fish, but people still do stuff animals
1: and like the the deer heads that they put on there. Yeah, you'll find that in basements a lot of Did times. You, the deer heads. Yeah,
0: there was a there was a uh, fox on the wall at Penn State. I went to a barber shop with I went with Penn State with Rutgers this year. So it's was like this gritty barbershop. I'm like, yeah. hey, this place looks good. I'm going to give it a try. I go in. There's four women cutting hair. And one of the best haircuts I ever got. And all over the walls were stuffed animals. Then there was a stuffed fox that was kind of freaky. But an actual dead animal was, stuffed. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't even say it was stuffed. It was basically the skin. So, like Jerry, would you say there were foxes on
1: the wall and foxes cutting hair?
0: I would say there were foxes on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there, <laughs>
1: all right, Fox is on the wall, yes, then, um you are a MLB network kind of guy. you I do like follow MLB baseball, network. you coach
0: little league Something you like that. you're a man who knows rules and regulations some rules, so very confused by where you're going here the very I did watch it
1: the very innovative Tampa Rays, who brought us the relief pitcher to start games the that L- everyone L- thought was silly, and right. now even the Very traditional New York Yankees do it every now and then. I think Kevin Cash
0: listened to Craig.
1: Cash! Give me cash. Kevin Cash! Alex Cora has protested last night's Red Sox-Tampa Rays game because he didn't like the substitutions the Rays were making. Now, did you watch this? I read this. Okay. And reading, Jerry, is better than watching. It's not, actually. They say it's better to read a book than watch television. I
0: watched it. You read it. Tell me what happened.
1: From what I understand, Jerry, uh, the Rays brought in a reliever to face. Adam Kalarek. To face a batter. Right. (laughs) Faced his batter. Then they moved that relief pitcher to go play first base. Right. Brought in a new relief pitcher. Right. He faced a batter. Then they brought the first baseman, who's the relief pitcher, back in to pitch again. Right.
0: That all seems. And also brought in another player to play first base. Once they made the shift. Correct. Because they were getting the rid change. of their second reliever. Right. Chaz Rowe. So I think that's very innovative. It's not innovative because the Mets did it. It's almost innovative. In 1986.
1: 86? Roger no McDowell and Jesse Roscoe.
0: Is that right? I tweeted out the video.
1: I thought you quit Twitter.
0: I did, except when something like this comes oh, up. You now it's different it because of the DH. Right. But I did read a couple of articles like how innovative it was going with two pitchers in the game at the same time. No, it's not. And you remember. That was I the did...
2: uh, the Ray Knight punching it Eric was the Davis
0: Reds game. game. That's oh. exactly right. And they were substituting, oh. substituting in the outfield. They were going back and forth many times. They were out of position players. They were and pe- out of pitchers, too. Were people angry at that? Uh, well, it's different because of this. The reason Alex Cora was angry was because of the DH and where the pitcher was now going to have to hit. So once Kalara goes to first base, he becomes the first baseman. And it, he never, Kevin Cash never indicated to the umps how the lineup was changing. It wasn't the fact that the switching was bad. The switching was fine. It was, what the hell does the order look like now? Is there still a DH? Is there not a DH? Where's Kalara kidding? What happened to Rowe? Where's Choi? <laughs> where's Lowe? Where's Lo? yeah. It was very confusing. The umpires took 20 minutes, literally 20 minutes to try and sort it out. So, who knows? Maybe the protest stands up. I don't know.
2: So, Al, you know, we're going to get this all broken down for us because, you know, Mark hired that guy who does the baseball the rules. rules. So, oh, the I'll get an email point. about so it. So, in about two days when no one cares anymore and it's passed, then we'll get the explanation.
1: Well, I look forward to
0: receiving that. Right. Or, Do you think, or we could always email him that explanation and get it sooner.
1: Do you think <laughs> Geez, more teams will start doing this? I love this idea of of relief, like just what about this? A team of nine
0: players on the field, can all pitch, yes.
1: <laughs> you don't yes. need to
0: do that though. Here's the one thing I didn't get all right. So, Kalarik pitches to the first batter, they make the substitution. substitution, Chaz Rowe goes in, faces one batter, like three pitches. Then, Choi uh, Choi's already out. Kalarik comes back from first base, goes to the pitcher's mound, they give him more pitches. <laughs> He no, did he's did already. He's a new pitcher, no, Jerry. No, he's not. He just pitched. He was over there. It was it, one batter later. His
1: arm was getting cold at first Shut base. Shut
0: up. <laughs> they're playing indoors in the afternoon. I don't think we're giving the Tampa Rays enough credit for their... I, I, no, I think we do. Really? I think they're very innovative. They and even though doing. this has been done before, um, they're very... They're creative in what they do. And they yeah. win a hell of a lot of games. And they spend no money. Right. Which is why all these people that want you know teams to go out and spend a gazillion dollars, it doesn't work... How are the Padres doing? And I listen, I wanted the Mets to get Manny Machado. The Padres winning a lot of games? Yes. No. They're under 500, dude. But why do they want Noah Syndergaard? <laughs> because they think they can make a run, and they need pitching. They think they can make a run this year? Well, oh, because there are a few games under 500. Right. The National League sucks. That's what a lot of these teams That's think. That's what I meant when I said they're good. But my point games. is, you went out and... You- you went out and you spent 300 and something million dollars. It guarantees you nothing. You get nothing. How are the Phillies doing with Bryce Harper? Not good. Not great. Not great. No. And the Rays are better. Anybody else? How are the Angels doing? <laughs> Hi, my name's Hal Dukes. I watch nothing.
1: Uh, we're well, going to take a Yesterday when you said something about the Twins making a run or something. Yes.
0: And I was like, the Twins? The Twins are tremendous. And, <laughs> and I went into Google. I went, MLB standings. I was were, like, oh, wow, the, the Twins. twins <laughs> are good. In the first place? Holy crap. Yes. All right, quick break. Really is going to be a quick break. And then Al's got, I think, one story he left over. And then G at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hey, what a shock. The Yankees won, Mets lost. I feel like we've said that enough times this year. There's a show. What's up, Al?
1: Jerry, there's a alignment on the Titans. Taylor Luan. Lewin. 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 Failed a drug test, and he, he swears he didn't uh, knowingly do it, and he took a lie detector test. Which doesn't stand up in court, right? Which doesn't stand up in court, but it reminded me of a, of a great WWE wrestling moment many years ago where Captain Lou Albano... I remember him, yeah. ...tried to beat the lie detector test by doing this. And I recommend this to any criminals who are facing a lie detector. When your answer is yes, that you're going to vocally say yes... You shake your head no, but say yes. That throws the lie detector off. That's what Captain Lu Albano. the lie detector about. have eyes? It'd be like this. Did you uh, throw salt in Mr. Fuji's eyes? He'd go, no, but he'd shake his head yes. That beats the lie detector. How? Captain Lu Albano, because it throws it here? off. But the lie detector isn't. It doesn't have eyes. It doesn't see what you're doing. No, but your brain, you're telling your brain by shaking your head the opposite. It beats it. You got nothing to lose if you're facing a... It's It's a Thursday Yankees box office blitz.